Hi, I'm Devin Moore, your host for Humanity Rising's Race to Speak Up podcast and founder of Hashtag Race to Speak Up, an anti-bullying organization. The Race to Speak Up podcast is a place where we have open and engaging conversations about bullying prevention, how to be upstanders, and how we are making a positive change in our communities. So the question now is, how do you race to speak up? Hello, and welcome to the Race to Speak Up podcast. I'm your host, Devin Moore. Today's guest is Tara Lynn Towns. Tara is an impassioned speaker, author, motivator, inventor, and developmental therapist. She is a philanthropist and mentor of the Women's Welfare to Work program and founder of Tiny Be Mighty. Tara is the CEO of TBB Enterprises and inventor of the Bullying Buddy app. When her son Corey was diagnosed with a condition known as dwarfism, there was little doubt in Tara's mind that her son was born with a mighty purpose. Welcome, Tara. How are you? Hi, Devin. I'm great. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing well, and thank you for being here. Yay. Why don't you tell us about how your journey began? Can you take us back to the day that you learned about your son Corey being bullied? Yes. Corey was about seven years old and um, he began to come home not having his lunch money. That was the first sign. I'll get to what really pushed me into this. But um, he, he kept saying, you know, oh no, I bought a friend lunch. Even that little, they learned how to cover up. Oh no, I, I lost it. Oh, so I knew that day after day, you can't like lose your lunch money every day or buy a friend lunch every day. So I knew something was up, but he didn't talk to me about it. Then he came home with missing skin on his chin. And that did it for me. So I, so what, what they were doing, because he's so little, they were holding at the time, they were holding things above his head to frustrate him intentionally. And they were also stepping on the back of his feet so that he can fall, so that they can laugh. And when the skin, when he came home that day with missing skin, that was enough. I went up to the principal's office and I said, this is now skin missing. The lunch money, okay, but skin missing, something must be done. And I'm happy to say the schools in Irvine, California, and they were very, very supportive. That day, she said, anything you want me to do or you want to do, didn't even know we were going to be speaking, did not know that this journey would have catapulted to where we are today, but um, that was the first, the beginning of it. Oh, wow. Well, it hurts my heart to hear that your son was going through all of that. How old was he when that happened? He was seven, seven years old. Wow. This shows you that bullying can happen at any age, but it's not right to go through that just for something that you are, just for being who you are. Can you explain dwarfism to us? Yes. Dwarfism or the big fancy word. (laughs) He likes to use the big word because he calls himself a science project since it's genetic. (laughs) So achondroplasia is a genetic condition that stumps growth. And so we don't know what his final uh, determination of how tall he would be, but it had him very, very, very tiny as a a, a child. So he's 13 now, and obviously he's a little bit taller, but that's what it is. It's a genetic condition uh, that makes you smaller than everyone else. Wow, that's interesting. But it shows you that we do have our differences. It's just a matter now of embracing them. After your son was bullied, how long was it before you founded Tiny Be Mighty? 
And can you tell us about the organization? So right after he was bullied with the principal, you know, once again, she said any, any support we needed. So what we, what I asked her is if I would be able to come to the classroom and speak to the children, because the, the main reason we obviously know, and I'm a developmental therapist by trade, um, is that when children are not exposed to things early, they're afraid of it. And so it makes them, you know, kind of be challenged with identity, maybe even within themselves or other people. And it just makes them, the behaviors are uh, how they show us that they're afraid or they're not understanding what's going on. So we spoke in the classroom, but I'm gonna tell you what happened. Corey actually spoke. I just spoke a little bit. I thought I was going to be a speaker, so it was fine. But what happened was there was a little boy in the class that had alopecia and uh, he was able to wear a happy hat is what the school called it. When Corey was finished speaking, he took control, seven years old. He sat in a chair, he had a mic. <laughs> I was like, whoa. And um, he said these last words, it's okay to be different. And the teacher in the back was crying. There were some parents there, but the little boy stood up and he took his hat off and he said, Corey is my superhero. He said, I have, he, he calls it, you know, sad hair. I guess this, these are the words that his family said, I have sad hair and I get to wear my happy hat and I'm going to take it off and I don't need to wear my happy hat anymore. And in that moment, I literally knew this is a calling. This is not a situation or a circumstance. This is a calling. And so I went home and literally a couple of weeks later, um, I began to say, you know what, I think there needs to be a book out here about this. So I wrote the book, Tiny But Mighty. And then a few weeks later, um, just developed and um, began the process of uh, incorporating our nonprofit. And it's now, what, seven years, almost six years old. So very, very excited. So in answer to your question, it happened simultaneously. I would say a few weeks after I wrote the book in a couple of days. And, um, and then, then obviously the nonprofit took about three weeks to be approved. Oh, wow. Well, it warms my heart to know that your son, I mean, was able to so briefly speak about yes. his, again, something that he naturally is and or yeah. has, which is dwarfism. And yes. I see that that encouraged the um, kid who had alopecia, which warms yes. my heart even more. Yeah. I know that Corey played a part in helping you write the book. So what yes. did you do? <laughs> So I got stumbled after a few days of writing, I was stuck on how, because traditionally we, we always see, you know, things being defeated in certain ways, but I wanted children to use their thinking skills to defeat. So in the book, there's a little prince and there's a big giant, and I did not want it to be, you know, I wanted it to be something different. So they use their thinking skills. So I kind of got stuck on how are we going to defeat the giants with thinking skills and make it still, you know, exciting and kid friendly and what have you. And <clears throat> excuse me, Corey, he came downstairs one day. And he said, mom, I have it. And I said, okay, well, what is it? And I'm sitting here like, almost like, okay, because it's probably going to be this little adolescent. Hello, he's a kid. It's a children's book. And he said, sleep dust, mommy. We can put them to sleep, the giants to sleep by sleep dust and then we can tie them up <laughs> and, <laughs> and that is I don't want to give away the entire story or the book because we want people to read it 
But that is how we defeated the Giants. And I give him credit, you know, for that part in the book because he did help me. Well, I'm glad he helped you with that. Going back to um, Corey and you speaking at schools, what else do you speak about? Corey always uh, speaks about his experience. But when I, we speak together, obviously he goes first and then I'll go or what have you. But what I speak about is, first of all, the role, the role of the bully. The role of the watch, I have a new book coming out, Are You Raising a Bully? Because once again, it's not about the aftermath of the behavior. It's about correcting it so that it doesn't even have to. Redirecting it in a pre-operational stage of development, which is really little. Like when you're zero to five, this is when empathy should be implemented and different things about embracing diversity. So I speak about the seven types of bullying because some people... Some children or adolescents don't even know what social bullying is, like when your friends are taken away from you. And we have children uh, actually taking their lives behind before the pandemic. Social bullying was like a very big reason reason why they did that. But I had a parent, um, a few parents say, I didn't even know that that was bullying. I didn't even know that if someone makes a pass at you as a kid or they're saying, hey, you're dressing too sexy or hey, your, your skirt is too short and the different names that drive people into a suicidal mode. These are that sexual bullying. There's so many different types of bullying, but we hone in on you know emotional, physical, social, racial, um, hate crimes, different things like that. And I speak about not only the definition of it, but what it really looks like. So we kind of break down scenarios of what it looks like. That's one part of it. And then to the parents, are you raising a bully? This is why I titled the book this this uh, name because a lot of times as parents, we miss certain things when our children are two and three and we think it's cute when they're dragging the cat across the floor using aggression that early. We think it's funny, you know, when when they're sitting on the back of a dog or they're squeezing and just using aggression to where it should not be at that level. Or when siblings are fighting with each other, it gets written off as sibling rivalry when in fact it's, you know, past that. It's extreme aggression. It's targeted aggression, which is bullying. And we definitely break down the definition of bullying and then who, who is the prototype of the bully? Who what does a bully really look like? What drives him? There's a psychology with all of the components. Yeah. There's a psychology with the bully. I call the watcher the watcher for a reason. And he's an interesting character in my book because he's very crucial to redirecting the bullying. Remember, he's not being bullied, but yet he's capturing it. And then it goes viral. And then people you know, want to die behind that or commit suicide behind that. So it's, it's just a, it's an interesting um, melting pot of different psychological components that people really don't even look that deep. And it's not kids being kids when your child's coming home with missing skin, because my son was. And it's definitely not kids being kids when children ages 7 to 17 are taking their lives behind it. It's a serious, serious epidemic. I agree with you. And I'm glad that you're writing a book about it because it really does, a lot of bullying truly does happen. The mentality really does happen and come from your home environment. This is something that I do actually tend to say because people have actually came up to me and asked me, why does the bully bully their victim or 
the one that's being bullied? Why do they do this? And I'm always saying Mm -hmm. it actually comes from, it could come from a home environment, a place that you are mainly in. And then you just take that out on that certain person or certain people, unfortunately. Um, And it's of course not right. You already understand when your son's coming home with a scraped chin, skin off of his chin, or these other different effects and these other different signs, that means that you really need to do something. And you did do something. You went up to the school and you talked to them about it. You were allowed to speak at that school, which I'm very happy about. Yes. And you continue to do this work. And even through your bullying buddy app, which I'd love for you to talk about, it allows for others to report bullying. Can you tell us more about the bullying buddy app? Yes, I'm, I'm very excited about that because um, as I did my research all through the years, I'm, I'm sitting here and as a therapist, you, you definitely uh, study statistics a lot and, um, and you pay attention to them a lot in a different way. And I'm saying, what is the driving force? Who's behind it? Because that's how you have to correct it. You have to identify the breakdown right before you have a breakthrough. So I started to see like we have everything out there, every app for everything else. And so when I, you know, began, the vision came for the bullying buddy, and I actually have two, which I'll speak about in a minute, is Stomp is behind me as well. That's the adult version. So we're, we're hitting every violation that a human being can do to another human being, and we'll get into that. But with the bullying buddy, um, I started, you know, looking at apps that, you know, were out there for it. And I'm just saying, this, they're great that they're there, but why are they not being downloaded? Why are they not being implemented in the schools? And, and they only have one component. And the one component to what's out there is that, um, yeah, you can, you can definitely record, but you only can report anonymously. So I said, this is wonderful and that's great, but this is why we still have the issue. You, you must know who these individuals are so that we can fix it and we can address it. That's great to be anonymous because it is a way where you're going to get information, but it would be more empowering is what I thought is if you had the choice to be anonymous or not. So what it does is it records in real time. So you you have the app, Devin, I have the app, I'm the mom, you're the high school student and someone's doing something to you. You say emergency, instantly the app will begin to record. And it's recording what's happening. The minute you have something going on, guess what I get? An alert, bling. And so does the school. And so does the bus driver if it's occurring on the bus driver. So now we, you, the child or the individual has support. They're not alone in this, right? So that's why I named it the buddy, the bullying buddy. It's your buddy. I know right away, the school knows. The school can come to your location and stop it. The school can come to your rescue. I can chat with you immediately. Like, Devin, I'm right here. Do I need to come over there? Is it? I know what's going on. I can see everyone involved as well, which is the interesting part. So a lot of parents, I don't know what's going on. I didn't know she was feeling bad. I didn't know he was bullying people. People just keep saying they don't know, and I don't take excuses. So you got to know, okay? You have to know to fix this. So admin also knows. Also within the app, it records for 10 minutes. So you know, and it tracks where you are for 10 minutes. You and I both know you can be bullied in the bathroom and then you go down the hallway and it, and it will follow you to the hallway and continue on, right? Yeah. So it records for 10 minutes. So I know what's going on with you. 
Also too, your data is give, the school has the data. I have the data. It's proof now of the bullying because it's in real time. You also can upload photos. Let's just say something happened to you once again in the bathroom. I say that because this is where a lot of the bullying goes down in the bathroom. <laughs> and um, if something, someone, you know, punch you in your eye or you have a little bruise and you didn't want to tell, you can take a picture of it and you can upload it. The watcher has a place in the app. So this is, you know, this was one thing that I thought about. When someone's getting beat up like tremendously, how are they going to say emergency and pull it out? But a watcher can, and the watcher always does. So there's a place in the app for the watcher. And this is all empowerment tools, parents, administration, the bully, the bully has can go in and chat and get help. Also within the app, there's a therapeutic station in there. We call it the information station. They can click on the suicide prevention hotline right from the app. They can also uh, reach out to life coaches and therapists straight from the app. It's culturally diverse. So there's therapists from all different cultures. Because I know sometimes people are just afraid or they feel like, oh, they won't understand this. So we did that in there. There's a bereavement section in the app to where you go in there and you actually can see how many children we're losing. All the while, this is a data set collection beast because we need the CDC or the powers that be, should I say, to have these accurate numbers so that we get accurate policies and procedures in place. And also in the app, which is, is patent pending, and this is why, because it does so many different things, but straight from Snap, straight from Facebook, and straight from IG. So my kids say, do not say Instagram, say that, say IG mom. So I have to be kind of cool, Devin, you know. <laughs> we're, we're dealing with adolescents, they always correct me. But anyway, right from the app, inside of it, you have your social media platforms. You can click on it and it will take you, let's just say you're being bullied on Facebook. It can take you to Facebook and Facebook. There was a little girl who, took her life. Obviously, I'm, I cannot name children. We work with families directly. And so there's a lot of legalities to it, but I can say the story. The little girl took her life in California. She was 10 um, and they were bullying her about everything. But what happened was uh, it stayed on social media for a long time. And according to mom, Facebook, she tried and they just never took it down. And it kind of, it just took so long that the little girl took her life. So I, that never left my spirit. And I'm thinking social media needs to know immediately. You have these platforms on here. You know, there should be laws. And that's another thing. I'm going to run for a senator because I want to get a lot of these policies and procedures put in place. But there should be laws for Facebook and Instagram and all of these places or a special sector in there that they have a time frame to delete these accounts of these violators and to block them because they have the power. They have the power to delete you. But see, when we sign up for these things, we agree that all of everything falls on us. So I think that if we start pushing them a little bit, their guidelines will be a little bit stiffer and harder for people to put pictures up of people or videos up of people that mortify them to where they don't wanna to return to school or don't even wanna live anymore. So that is also, within the app. Like I said, it does so many different things, but you can, you, re you record, you report, you collect data and you get the assistance you need all within the app. Tara, that is amazing. Just hearing Thank you speak you. about all these different things that 
are part of that app. I am so happy that you created that because I agree with you. We bullying, well, bullying should just not be a part of your day. And these children should not be taking their lives because they Mm -hmm. feel as though there's no way out. They need something that's set in stone, like the Bullying Buddy app to show them that we're here for you. We support you and we want to help you. We have people like us who are working to educate others about bullying, bullying prevention. And of course, on top of that, how to be upstanders and raising Mm -hmm. awareness about other things that are important to us. Like with you, dwarfism, you're raising awareness about that. And I just am amazed, like, because I know (laughs) when I started my Race to Speak Up movement, um, Mm -hmm. I have been working to get an anti-bullying law passed, which mm-hmm. would um, keep students in schools safe from bullying. And a part of that is reporting, not only mm-hmm. to the teachers, but teachers reporting it to school superintendents so that, mm-hmm. of course, the, stu- the school superintendents can put it on their website. Of course, yes. everything's anonymous, but to put it out there mm-hmm. and show what's going on in schools and how are they handling it. I mean, yes. of course, a part of bullying is how is the teachers handling it? And I just right. am so happy with what you're Thank doing. You. And then of course you're working with becoming a Senator, which I want you to yes. tell me about now. Can you <laughs> go more into that? Yes. And I also want to say you brought up a very important part. The app also supports teachers because teachers get bullied. There was a story done. My team sent me this story, this news story in uh, Houston. They got all these teachers together who bullied by second graders and third graders, uh, children who stabbed them with pencils, a a teacher had his ribs broken by a child banging his head into his rib, and they were told don't say anything because it's your job. So that's what I said, it's it's such a bigger thing than what people even know of and what, what they can imagine, but they also get bullied and there's a special place inside of the app for the teacher as well. So I just wanted to throw that. Now, As I'm moving along with this, and we meet with a lot of governors, you know, state reps, we have a lot of support, you know, starting to build. Bullying Buddy was just uh, presented in Georgia on the floor, the house. And so uh, that was about two months ago. So we're really, really happy about that. Um, But in hindsight, when I think about it, when I started thinking about it, I said, you know what, I'm meeting with these state reps. And the common theme that they keep saying to me is, Tara, we will help you. Give us the data. So now we have this happening through the app. We get in a lot of data and a lot of different credible data, not just what we said. But anyway, I started to say, you know what? When people run, they have a theme that they run for. And I'm not really meeting a lot of them who have the theme of bullying, right? They have education, they have women's rights. I mean, different things like that, but I didn't see a whole from all of the representatives that we've met. I have not, I've only met one it, that it was a part of her cause, not the full cause. So I said, you know what? Someone needs to be in there in the house fighting. I just felt that it's time for me to take it to the next level because yes, we can have the app. I also have a curriculum. I'll talk about that a little bit to back the app up, but the laws. Nothing really, I mean, we can change a lot, but we really can make a change like what you're fighting for with laws. And sometimes when you're just a visitor, it's not really their passion to do it. I mean, they want to help you, but they have their own causes. And so I said, you know something, I'm just going to run 
for office. And then I had two advisors say, don't, don't start off as a state rep. You can be a senator. <laughs> so I said, let's do it. <laughs> so that is my next um, goal <laughs> to begin in 2022. So, Wait, so what city in Georgia are you running for senator in? I, I actually am in um, Arizona. So I'm in, I'm in the outskirts of the Phoenix area, but we have a, a sister company, my business partner, um, Tyrone Poole, he's a um, former NFL player and uh, he lives in Georgia. So we have two offices. So yeah, that's how it got to be uh, presented down there in Georgia. Well, awesome. I definitely yeah. want to hear more about that as time goes on. Yes. I- you, I mean, of course, you already have my full support, especially Thank if I was you, in Arizona. Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so tell us more about the um, curriculum. Yes, the curriculum is so cool. It's called Be Brave. And um, it is a SEL, so social and emotional learning, but it is based on empathy. Another thing that I'm hearing, meeting all of these people and all through the years is in the schools, we meet with superintendents, teachers, these are people who we present the app to. And they all say, I love the app. It's amazing, but I love the curriculum because the curriculum is going to be the retention part of it. And that is the goal. Once again, we can band-aid the issue, but if we don't really dig underneath the psychological component, and we don't, which is empathy, it's a lack of empathy. It's not like rocket science. It's a lack of empathy. And like you said, you hit it on the head that comes from home. Those lessons and those character traits are built from your external environment and even your microsystem, which is your home environment. If they're not speaking that, or I don't wanna blame parents uh, or anyone. I just wanna fix the issue. Sometimes you're in a daycare, sometimes you're in a school, sometimes you have a babysitter, a big brother, big sister that exposes you to bullying or being a bully, okay? so. These things, you know, we'll all do that. So anyway, the the Be Brave curriculum is from zero all the way to 100 years old because it goes along with my adult app as well. And what the curriculum does is so it's exciting. It's experiential. So there's different exercises to do. I can give you one. One is the giver game. So we give the kids five minutes and five dollars to change as many lives as you can. So my kids, and we let them obviously navigate through this, but I tested this with my kids. We live right next to a hospital. I called the hospital and said, Can we, my daughter said, mom, let's, we can get a hundred, we can go to Dallas store and get a hundred lollipops and that will be a hundred kids and it's still under $5. So I'm racing over, I put the kids in the car. Now we wanted to give them to the children's, it's the children's hospital. And the nurse said, obviously you cannot come up here. This is prior to COVID. You cannot come up here but this is amazing. So yeah, we'll take the lollipops and give it to the kids. So she met me downstairs. We did this. It was five minutes, $5. And there were 80 kids on that floor. So in five minutes, we changed 80 lives and changing meaning. It was just a gesture of love. It was a gesture of kindness and it's empathy. It's teaching kids. Wow. There are people you think you have something going on, but there are children fighting for their lives with cancer every day. That's not your story. So the more we show children that there are people that are worse off than than what they feel, then the bullying, the the mentality of that begins to shrink because they're like, wow, I am being bullied and this is serious, but I don't have to take my life behind this. I have support. 
So this is just one example. The curriculum has a garden where we teach them respect and, you know, caring for things and empathy and even death when the flower dies or feeding, you know, responsibility. There's a little gardens that you can have in the classroom. So it's a really, really neat curriculum. And once again, it supports both of the apps and our goal is to have it in every school. We have 14,000 districts to present to. We just began our journey and everyone's really, really thinking it's amazing. So we need to get it in every school. I know we really do need a curriculum like that implemented into schools to really teach students about empathy. I know yes. that through Humanity Rising, I worked to create an anti-cyberbullying curriculum. Nice. It's called hashtag behind the screen. And so with hashtag behind the screen, we have different activities in it. And I'll tell you about one of them. Okay. It's dealing with um, positivity or positive affirmations. If you go on my um, social media, you'll see I post a lot of different um, positive affirmations like yes. be kind, um, be yes. positive. Um make a change like you are amazing you are like positive affirmations like that yeah and so a part of the curriculum is promoting those positive affirmations it can of course be online but just remembering that in your head every day yes we're working to put that in our heads and remember that for every day it's like an energy yes. boost it's an energy boost it it feel good I mean I know there's times where I just post out positive affirmations really just for myself, honestly, because I need <laughs> to see that. I need yes. to see that. And I know that sharing that with others works to not only make myself happy, but others happy. Definitely. I, I love that, Devin. I'm an <laughs> affirmation queen. <laughs> so I honestly, love it. I love I, it. And it really does help people. It does. It's all about empowerment, what you're speaking of, what we're doing over here with, you know, the bullying buddy and trying to be mighty. It's just about letting people know that they really have everything they need on the inside to create on the outside. It's just knowing that you have that inner power and strength. So that's awesome. I love that. Well, I love what you're doing with the empathy curriculum. Thank you. There's so many different ways that we can work to create that positive change. Yes. I know that another way that you're working to better spread your message is by um you're actually going to be launching uh anti-bullying shirt campaign can you tell us about yes. that i can i can so we have um well last year we did this well not last year i keep saying last year the pandemic has me but two years ago before the pandemic we had 30 nfl players wear our no bullies in our zone t-shirts and it was really cool so they wore the shirts and then they had it on their social media tagging other people this year we are going to have it as a challenge, like the ice bucket challenge. So we'll have, we have a, um, Walt Harris is actually going to start it off as he's also a former NFL player and then share it with his friends. But we're all going to wear the bullying buddy t-shirts and they're online now. Um, but we're going to wear the t-shirts and then we're just going to tag other people, everyone, influencers, teachers, parents, kids, kids. I even sent it to a baby. Um, you know, I had one custom made for a little baby because I feel that life begins there, right? And that's where we train them to grow. And I will be putting everything out on social media. And so this will, now the proceeds of this, just want to let everyone know is the nonprofit is um, Tiny Be Mighty. And what we do is we support, once again, families who have lost children. Like I said, I, I have a big new family now of these moms and dads that have 
lost their children. Sadly to say how we met, but we love each other. And I just, they're my motivation outside of Corey. They, they really are. And so a lot of the um, proceeds will go to, a portion of the proceeds will go to helping these families. I wanted to mention this, Devin, and I don't like to be a Debbie Downer, not ever. You know, I'm like you on social media. I really live this way. I'm, I'm happy and I want other people to be happy, but we have to be real and, and show the seriousness to this when it doesn't get addressed. But a lot of these families, number one, they don't have money to bury children because they're not expecting to bury them, right? And then they also, you know, go through things, you know, mentally and physically that kind of make it not easy for them to return to work right away. There's, you know, a couple of moms that needed to move and they can't move. Could you imagine living in a home where your child and you just don't have the resources or how are you buying a new home right now? It's COVID going on. So it's really hard to live with the aftermath. And this is things that people, they don't even think about it because they don't, they don't know about it. Or maybe they don't know someone that has gone through that. So that's what the proceeds uh, from the t-shirts, a portion of the proceeds will go to help in these families. So I wanted to mention that. And I know you'll continue to spread the positive message. Yes. I know. I will too. And of course, we'll support Likewise. each other. Yes. And I know everyone needs to support our anti-bullying causes because it's Definitely. really a big issue. It's something that really does matter. It does. I want to <laughs> ask you about what your hopes and dreams are moving forward. Okay. That's a good question. And, it, and, it, and it's, a, it's a real deep question. But my hopes and dreams, number one, obviously, is for every school to have this. And not just schools. If you homeschool your children and you take them to dance and karate, everywhere a child is or adolescence is an opportunity for a bully. So it's not just in a school. But the goal is to have everyone have the app, the curriculum to be into. But my true goal is just to save lives and to have empower people enough to know that they do not. So in a perfect world, people feel so supported that they never, or children or adolescents feel so supported that they never feel the need to take their lives and to know that they're supported um, and loved. And then once again, that love is, is spread all over because one, the breakdown is not having empathy or a lack of empathy, but the true, the true blessing and the true treatment to this illness is love. And so, yeah, I mean, we can say like, oh, we all need to love each other, but, but we don't all love each other in this world. And this is why we have a lot of issues, the hate crimes and different things that we have going on. So I would love to just, that's my dreams that everyone loves and or, or at least acts out of love. You don't have to love a stranger, but you definitely love the human part of them, not to harm them mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever it is. We see a lot on social media, more so hate and negativity than positivity. How do you think we can change that? Once again, starting in the pre-operational stage of development, that's zero to three, well, zero to five really in some cases. We need to, this is what the curriculum does, by the way, because it also is for preschools. We need to afford children opportunities to feel wonderful within enough to make other people feel wonderful. So exercises, books, language, like you said, affirmations, that's part of the curriculum. So I'm so excited that I'll share all of this with you too. And I'm going to send you the bullying button downloads. But um, 
the curriculum is all about, you know, loving yourself first. And then we need to love ourselves before we love other people. But how do we? That's the question. We know all these things, Evan, and people talk about all these things. But even, even taking children outside and letting them see, and I reference children a lot because we're seeing the aftermath. Let's hit it before we get into middle school. That's, you know, quote unquote, where it happens the most. Let's hit it before then. Take them outside. Let them know. Let them know that, you know, stepping on a bug. This is psychology, but it's really a good tip. When you see a bug going by, I did this with my children. I used to own a preschool as well in a daycare. Don't let them kill things just because they're a bug. If the bug is offending you, trying to sting you, that's something else. But if it's just an ant walking by, and I, I say these little things because they're huge. You're teaching them respect for life. That is the key, respect for life. And it begins way earlier than middle school. It begins in infancy when you give love to your infant. So it's just a matter of, in my, you know, my opinion, is to constantly have experiences for them that create love and respect and honor for other people. That's where we really lack. This is why we have a lack of empathy. And this is why we have hate crimes and different things. Uh, of that nature. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. There was actually this one time I saw it on social media. There was an exercise that this parent did and it caught on. It was dealing with um, how children can understand what bullying feels like. And mm -hmm. this, um, it was a mother and then their child. And so the mother held up this paper and um, she told the child to keep saying some rude things to it. And every time that the child would, she would crumple it, uh, crush mm -hmm. it up. And yes. then she would open it up and just, you could see it was all crushed up and stuff. That's how Definitely. bullying felt. It still affects you, you yes. know? And like you said, we do need to start educating the youth at very young ages. Yes. I yes. know middle school, something that I've noticed is just like, that's when people start forming their cliques and yes. then people start realizing oh my goodness we look different right and you know, oh my goodness <laughs> whoa that person looks different from me let me not talk to him oh right. she has brown hair I have blonde hair let me not talk to her you know like these right. different these differences that's what leads to well that's what leads to division that's not something that something that should be a part of our day do you have mm -hmm. anything to add on to that Yes, I do. Um, I wanted to, to add on this to that. I saw that exercise. I thought it was amazing. And Corey and I did one too. That's, you know, especially on my LinkedIn, it got so many uh, views, but the, the principle of it was we took the wood board and then we counted the nail in it. I, I kept saying a, a terrible thing to him. You're ugly. You're this, you're that. This is what people say. And then I would bang the nail. He would hold the board and I would bang the nail into it. But what I want to say is, in hindsight of that, the exercise was powerful because you see the visual, and this is an answer to your question, to even do more things on, you know, in the high school level, in the college level, visual things that bring people together. This is where we're going to see more of um, a diversion of the division that is created when people don't know how to handle someone being different. But the principle of that wood exercise was that Corey was banging in and I was saying, do you see how hard it is? How hard is it to make someone feel bad, right? But how easy is it to pull it out? You can say, sorry, that's quick. You don't have to do all of the banging. But the, the true essence of the project, and Corey said it, not me, and it wasn't scripted. 
I said, what does this make you feel like when you see this? A lot of holes is what he said. See, the holes are gonna stay there if the antidote is not fixed. We can take a word on us and then we can do positive affirmations. We can feel great about ourselves, but if it's too much and they're too heavy and it's too many experiences, you know, we can patch it up, but in, in the interim, you're still gonna have a hole in you. So it's about making people feel whole within themselves because they're just presenting half. I call it halves and holes because it is what it is. When you violate people, you make other people, when you try to diminish their characters or you try to make them feel less than, it's because you don't feel great then, you see? And so it's about doing things that make people feel great so that they do things that make other people feel great. And that's what to me is going to fix this issue. And even with culturally, culturally diverse or identities or just different things, we have different everything in the world, which I love how God made us so different, right? But your question, everyone's question is just the truth. How do we all come together? Look at what we have going on now. And it's just feeling good within. And it's asking society to shift that mindset, a lot of work, but once again, you, I love what you uh, described to me about the positive affirmations and the hashtags. This is our world. You guys love technology. So, hey, you know, the curriculum, the app, these are all tools, tools but they definitely are the resolution, especially if they're practiced. Yeah, they really are the resolution. Mm -hmm. That's why we have people like us who are working to educate and to yes. have this platform like we have our platforms and we're using them to create good yeah bullying buddy i have hashtag race to speak up my anti-bullying yes. organization and i have humanity rising like my humanity rising race to speak up podcast yes. i have these pl platforms and you have this platform or multiple platforms where we work to really educate others and going back mm -hmm. to corey um What's the meaning behind his name, Encore? I love that name. What's the meaning behind his name? I don't know about Encore. Um, that was, well, no, I, I sing. And so I love music. His dad was a recording artist as well, is a recording artist, excuse me. And so uh, we decided to have, this is my ex-husband, we decided to um, name the children music names. So we thought Corey was a girl and it was symphony. So when I got surprised and, it, and he wasn't a girl, I said, okay, we have to come up with something grand. But encore, encore, give me more, give me more. After he was born, we then knew, we didn't know, I was just trying to be clever with the name, but I really knew that he was meant to have that name because you can't get enough of him, you know? And that's, that's what an encore is, stand in ovation, give me more. So that's what I say about him and his name. <laughs> oh, I love that. Very Thank unique, you. And that's very memorable. And he is a very impressive person. <laughs> Thank you. Speaking at these different schools along with his mother. I think that's really cool. He is finishing up a book. It's a beautiful book. Um, it's called He's Not Different. We're co-writing it. And he is the main writer um, on it. And um this book is amazing. It's about a, a kid who has upward phobia. And so everything on this child is upside down. And he's the only one in the town with it and school with it. And then I'm just going to give a little because it's an interesting book. And he literally I went down, I, I went to take a nap one day I woke up and this 
this dude had this on the computer. I'm like, oh my goodness. I said, did you write this? He's like, well, who else wrote it, mom? Of course not. I said, oh God. So he he has to, I love this because I, I want to bring this up about, you know, bullying and identity and everything, but they have the option. Another child comes in the neighborhood, happens to be his neighbor. They get bullied in school and everything, but they have an option. I guess this doctor comes in the town and they have an option to change because of everything that they're going through in the town and in school, they become best friends and they have an option to say, we can be like everyone else or we can make everyone else accept us because of the level of self-acceptance. So I'm gonna leave to the public of what they decide to do and what they go through, but the book will be out in the next, I, I think it's by October was our, that's, you know, dwarfism did you know that it was also dwarfism awareness month oh wow okay so I, it's yeah. amazing it's amazing how i didn't even know this until you know we we were a part of the lpa the little people's association and in october someone tagged me years ago and they tagged me saying um you know dwarfism awareness. and i said wait a minute we know that it's you know we know that it's suicide awareness is in i think that's in september but we know that it's bullying awareness. And then we have dwarfism. And I said, oh my God, both of our causes are in the same month. So we then started doing huge events every October, you know, to honor both of the causes. But I don't think it's intentional. God in the universe is definitely, um, I mean, not intentional. Same thing. It is intentional. So yeah, that is the book. And we're going to release it in October. And um, it's an amazing story. Yeah, I can't wait for that to come out also. I know I'll definitely want to read that. And it really is cool how that's in the same month. I think that's interesting, <laughs> but I think it's a gift from God when it comes to that. Absolutely. So Tara, my last question for you is how can people find you? Tell us your social media platforms and your website. Awesome. So the website is bullyingbuddy.world because it's a world issue. And also, too, with the adult app is Stomp, and that's stomp.world. And um, on social media, we are Bullying Buddy on Instagram. We're on uh, LinkedIn. We're on uh, Facebook under Bullying Buddy. And then we, we're on Twitter um, under Bullying Buddy as well. And then my, I'm Tara Lynn Town. So if anyone wants to connect on LinkedIn um, professionally, superintendents, teachers, policy and procedure makers, Everyone, 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 I will, I will give an awesome and amazing presentation and, and I'll share with why everyone needs to have the curriculum be brave and then bullying buddy and stomp app in their hands. Well, thank you, Tara, for sharing you, your journey. Tara. And thank you all for listening. I hope to see you at future Race to Speak Up podcasts. If you have any questions about the Race to Speak Up podcast, feel free to contact me at racetospeakup at gmail.com. Make sure to follow at Race to Speak Up on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for updates on future podcasts. Join the Humanity Rising movement. Humanity Rising offers scholarships for students making a difference in the world through service. Visit www.humanityrising.org for more information. And remember to ask yourself this question, how do you race to speak up?